Welcome to The Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there may be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we'll do our best to let you know that they're coming. This week, we've got a review of the new documentary, The Dissident, plus Justin took a time-inverted bullet for us and tried to figure out what the hell was going on in Tenet. Okay, as always, this is a plea to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox, or wherever you listen to this podcast. It would be nice, and we would like it. What'd you, how are you doing, Justin? I'm okay. What, what did I do? What, what time is it? What year is it? What's happening? Who's the president? We don't know. Um, it's going, yes, we, we do know. No, yes, we do. <laughs> That's the one thing we know. <laughs> the one thing we know. Um, yeah, it's been a fucking crazy week, and... Uh, I just like, I think it's good to just sort of acknowledge that, uh, you know, I think everybody's going through this and feeling really vulnerable and, and scared and with a little, uh, you know, trace of hope in there somewhere <laughs> for a better uh, year later. Um, but I, it's been rough emotionally. And I've also just been laid up yeah. with some knee stuff. And so I'm just I'm kind of a mess of, of crabbiness right now. But uh, also thankful for, you know, just, uh, I don't know, for just having good friends and a good podcast to look forward to. So how about awesome. you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the world is a dark and scary place. And uh, yeah, I've begun to feel much like the kid in um, Night of the Hunter. Don't he never sleep? <laughs> it's like they're just... <laughs> don't he never sleep? I mean, at least we don't have to hear about it when he's awake anymore. But I just, yeah, it's... I will say Twitter has rough. become it like immensely... I mean, it's stressful in totally different ways. But just having that piece of it removed is um yeah. it's nice i like it <laughs> so hopefully we can all get back to like you know arguing about wonder woman or whatever soon so <laughs> sure let's do that <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about the dissident yes let's do that too it is our main review this week. Uh, we rented this on Video On Demand on, on Amazon, but I think you can get it in a variety of places. Uh, this is Brian Fogel, a documentary director who made kind of a big splash, I think, in 2017 with Icarus about uh, doping at the Olympics, a movie that I actually really want to see now. It's uh, great. Oh, cool. You've seen I it. I talked yeah, about I it on like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It definitely rang a bell when I was reading about it. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this documentary is about um, the 2018 assassination of Jamal Khashoggi. Um, Khashoggi, I'm going to brutal, right? Sorry, I'm not doing that. Well, you right. did good. Khashoggi. Um, mm -hmm. He was a journalist at the Washington Post uh, who basically was working to expose the corruption of the Saudi royal family. Uh, made a lot of headlines at the time. Uh, specifically here in the way that Trump um, didn't really seem to be interested in finding out what happened or taking any action around it. Um, yeah. And this documentary just lays out sort of the whole story and gives you some good looks at some of the people that uh, were kind of supporting him and around him and the, the pain that, that they 
sort of endured because of all of this as well. Um, what did you think of the documentary? I mean, much like Icarus, I thought it was, it, he, the man can put together a, a story and it's tight and it's easy to follow even with lots of moving pieces. I mean, from a purely filmmaking standpoint, this was very tight, good presentation and it was heart-wrenching and fascinating and you, you cared about the people. I really think that that this is worth your time. It's worth your money. Uh, the streamers are fleeing from this because of uh, there's a good article in Vanity Fair about this. Um, uh, Might have been Variety, sorry, um, about why even though this had a great reception at Sundance, uh, nobody would pick it up. So you have to spend the $20 to do the early access if you're not able to see it in theaters. And it's because so many of the streamers do business with the royal family in Saudi Arabia. And so this isn't going to be super easy to find. And I felt good about spending the money. I actually bought it about spending the money to buy it and to make sure that other people saw it and get an idea of, you know, what we're dealing with and how deep, I mean, look, it goes all the way into Twitter bees. And if Amazon won't, you know, Amazon who, who owns the Washington post, if they're unwilling to produce this and put it out on streaming, this goes really, really deep. And it was, I thought it was great. I really, really liked it. Uh, what did you think, Justin? Yeah, I really, um, you know, I, if I'm going to do my rating, I'm going to give it a necessary viewing. I can't yeah. say it was nice because it was, right. especially right now, um, given everything that's happening here, it felt very like a raw nerve and <laughs> a glimpse yeah. into maybe, uh, you know, a potential future of our own. <laughs> um, right. It was it was hard to watch in that way, and some of the stuff around the actual murder, you know, that it's not graphic in the way they show oh, things, which no, is the way but... they talk about it, and the way that it's been, yeah, sort of exposed. That was all really rough, and there's definitely oh, this sort of just kind of just tension in the movie. He does a really good job of just sort of like the tension of just kind of this is not just being about this one man but about the the entire kind of right. state of of the free press there and social media manipulation right. and yeah it's, it's well because jamal Ashogi had been you know he'd been an insider he had worked with the media in saudi arabia arabia and like to the point where once he exiled he didn't want to say exiled but once he came to america and was was here the 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 other dissidents didn't trust him to begin with because he had been so on the inside and right. but you know he lost his he lost his family he lost his wife who had to divorce him and it it was heart wrenching and the the idea that his poor fiance stood out in front of that embassy for or the consulate for hours yeah. is I just I cannot imagine you just you'd know it had gone terribly wrong but terrifying yeah and yeah i thought this was great and i don't know what i can do besides support it and tell people to 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 watch and to be aware and also continue to be aware that the people that interact with your posts on twitter and the things that you read on twitter are very often not real right. and 
I know this is old news, but it can be people died for this. So to make sure that you know that this isn't real and to, to keep asking questions and, and died horribly and, and had their whole families imprisoned. And so use your brains a little bit on social media, you know, and, and understand that what you're seeing isn't always real. One thing I found interesting was it does talk a bit about the sort of, um, you know, the, the, for lack of a better term, the good guys sort of social media strategy and, right. and, and trying to sort of like outrank the, the kind of propaganda of sort of bad social media. And I, it was right. so interesting just because for me, it kept raising this thing of like, oh, you're playing a game that you're basically is rigged against you as, as a real person trying to sort of share truth. Like there's no way you're ever going to beat like a bunch of bots. <laughs> and so I just found it interesting right. that that was even like, I mean, I feel like after the even... spring, that was such a like, um, you know, seen as a real pipeline of truth. But then it so quickly got sort of, you know, shut down and, and redirected. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, and and it was interesting because of the most recent veto to have them talk about the pretty much the only other veto that Trump did was the when they imposed sanctions for this man's murder. Right. Uh, and he, no, no, the king said it's fine. It's fine. I I veto this. I just. <laughs> I mean, boom! Head a, blew up. You know. There's definitely an an entire other movie about the sort of you know, America's oh, yeah. complacency in this and, and who knows, you yeah. know, much worse probably than just complacency. Um, and yeah. I, I would like to see that. I feel like this yep. was, you know, I understand why he did it, but it was very focused on, um, you yeah. know, the people most directly involved. Um, but there's a whole, I mean, it's like scratching the surface of like corruption yeah. and, and, and Saudis and how much we're bought into that as a country ourselves. Well, and I kind of, think I'm gonna I didn't at the time it was late when I finished the movie but he does have that his link of you want to get involved you want to learn more go check it out here and I yeah maybe he has plans to tell more and that would be interesting and I would and I would support that and I do think that this is necessary viewing and you know anybody who has access to my Amazon is is welcome (laughs) to it and I encourage anyone else to watch it because it was just great um, my cat's being annoying. Um, I apologize. <laughs> Usually it's the dog. Now it's the cat. So I don't know. And if this you can also hear would make a great that. but heavy double feature with the Kingmaker, which I talked about last week. Yes, very um, true. Very true. A lot of good uh, documentaries coming out right now. So support documentaries and watch them. And you know they can be stressful, but they can also uh, be really. Um, I don't know, life affirming in other ways. Um, The truth (laughs) when it gets closer to it is, is set you free, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um. (laughs) Okay. You just yada, yada, yada. The truth will set you free. There's a possibility I'm going to have to get up and kill my cat. So if I disappear for a minute, that's where I am. It's all fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. Do you want to, uh, that's kind of short, but I don't know what else to say about it. It's just like a very well-made film and um, you should see it. Yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. Just go check it out. It's very much worth it. So complete um, record do you want to scratch. Talk- <laughs> do you want to do some fun, silly stuff? Yeah, sure. Let's do fun, silly stuff. Do we want to okay. do our both or do we want to go do that in between? Um, you go first. Okay. Um, 
Let's see. New Year's Day, a week early, Netflix dropped season three of Cobra Kai. I pretended like I was not going to just sit there for five and a half hours and and watch (laughs) season three, but I sat there for five and a half hours and I watched season three. (laughs) (laughs) I, this show gets increasingly more ridiculous, increasingly more unbelievable, increasingly more cheesy. And I don't care. (laughs) Nice. I, I forbid you to watch this move, this show, Justin, ever, because then you'll like, and I'll get mad and we'll fight. And, and I don't yeah. want to do that because this is mine. So you can't watch it. All right, fair uh, because enough. I do have one thought that starts pretty much like the season finale of season two and then just increases in its like loudness that I would scream it at the TV throughout these 10 episodes. Nobody on this show calls the police, and I don't understand why. These children are, like, literally breaking each other's arms, breaking into each other's house, attempted murder. Adults are, you know, menacing each other on the regular. No, there's no way that nobody would ever call the police. I just, it's... it's, Is that violating the Cobra um, commandments or whatever? I don't know. I I don't know, but they're not all Cobra Kai. They're not all John Kreese. I I do not. It's it's like the suspension of disbelief that you have to get to to watch the show and be like, sure, there are 15-year-olds breaking into each other's house and like, you know, using these like Wolverine claws to tear at each other and everybody's like no we're gonna fight with honor no 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 no! call the fucking police call the police (laughs) just do it so is this show like is it in like cw kind of 90s mode like what oh yeah totally it's it's sort of it is the tone is the karate kid and it's like every easter egg back to the karate kid except that you kind of like johnny johnny lawrence and martin cove's son i believe played him in flashbacks this year and it's like they you go back to the karate kid two was that's when he where he went to okinawa this year right you like those characters all came back this time and like somebody actually like chops ice and then puts it in a glass and makes a cocktail i mean it's like (laughs) johnny and Allie elizabeth shoe came back spoiler alerts guys sorry um it's all over the internet um and they go to like play mini golf and they even play the i need a picture to remember this by like they do when danny and and Allie went there the first in the first movie it's i mean it's so they're not a couple through the whole series no Oh, I think no, uh, that was the thing of it. Okay. Mm-mm. No, uh, Johnny is a scumbag, and Allie went off and became a pediatric surgeon and didn't have time for either one of them. Danny LaRusso got married and had two kids, one of whom they've kind of written out because he was super dumb. And <laughs> they didn't have much character change except that he liked ice cream. <laughs> so he and his cute wife own a uh, car dealer, like several car dealerships. And uh, Johnny Lawrence is a, like a stupid scumbag and had like sort of a scumbag son who isn't really a scumbag that's the whole first two seasons but now the the son feels betrayed by both johnny and danny so he went to to cobra kai and he's going to be the super bad guy now next season and yeah Uh, anyway i'm gonna stop stop now (laughs) anybody at some point sing karaoke of uh 
I am the man that will fight for your honor. There we go. No, but I'm pretty sure they played that song. (laughs) That was a wretched song. It was, yeah, it was, and I'm pretty sure it's been in there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, it's just every callback in the world. It's super safe. It's super warm. It's super familiar. And that's never watch it. Promise me on our friendship that you will never watch it. And if you do watch it, don't tell me. I think that's one of the easiest promises I can make, honestly. God, so. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. If you watch it, don't ever tell me. I won't. <laughs> Unless you it loved like it. Become like a secret right? or become a secret Cobra Kai fan. If you love it, then that's fine. We okay. can talk. But if you watch it and you hate it, because I know you will, do not ever tell me. <laughs> <laughs> On the this is trash and I don't care tip uh, discovery of witches is back. So I had to watch all of season one to remind myself what happened because I watched that. I believe in roughly, I don't know, 10 hours. I sat and watched it Um, when it dropped. Uh, The second season is dropping one week at a time. So at least I have to show some restraint, but I did watch (laughs) all of season one yesterday to remind myself what happened and then watched the first episode of season two today. This show is terrible. Oh, no. And I love it. Okay. I mean, you do this, you watch some of it. I love it. It's great. It's paranormal trash. It's 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 outlander with 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 vampires. It's right. and time travel and this is it's just it pretends that it's highbrow. It's not highbrow. Don't expect it to be highbrow. Go in there so that you can watch Matthew Good go down on whatever the hell her name is three or four times. It's like it's <laughs> That's what this it show is, is about, and make a joke about how that's French. That's is this that's a book series? Yeah. I okay, hated so these books. I couldn't get okay. into these books, but but you like it as trash. Yeah, it's trash, and I love it. Yeah. And I'm so happy it's back, and it makes me very happy. Sometimes also, it is nice when kind of highbrow things get the trash treatment they deserve, and then you're like, oh, this is trash now. It's fun. It's like the book wasn't. Was I never understood the book. They act like this is, I feel like this is about the Outlander books too, though. And we were talking with Philip about this a couple back about genres. And and this is very hurt comfort, you know, like tropes. Um, And people act like Outlander is like big, high fucking literature too. It's not just because she learned a lot about fucking herbs. Doesn't mean those books are good. (laughs) They're not good. They're boring. They're stupid. And you have to read a lot about herbs. Okay. Put the man in the kilt and have, and go and admit what it is that it's about witches and time travel and kilts and just do it. I don't fuck around. This is the same thing. It's, it's, trash and but that's fine it can be well-written trash with but it has vampires and witches and there's like you know a cabal and they're having a war this is not it's not high literature it's just not what is this on what's the channel it's on um it's streaming on shutter or amc plus um i think the first season streams on prime but it might just be that i bought it Right. And so that's why I can watch it, but I'm not sure. Cool. So, yeah. And on the, this was trash and I didn't like it tip. Uh, Parker came downstairs last night and said, mom, let's watch detective Pikachu. So I turned off a discovery of witches, which I was enjoying <laughs> to watch detective Pikachu. I went to bed about an hour later Parker kept saying, Mom, what did you expect it to be? And I said, I don't know, but this is not good. 
and this is cheesy and this is dumb and I'm not enjoying this except for those very angry monkeys. <laughs> he said, well, mom, they're not usually angry. They had some sort of drug. And I think, well, I angry and adorable is sort of the brand I've worked on for several decades now. I want those monkeys. I like those monkeys. That is all. The look of it, I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, well, I'm sure it's going to be terrible. But then people were like, no, it has a fun style and it looks cool and it's funny. And I just, yeah, I tried it myself last year and was just like, yeah, can't do this. It just, I, yeah, it doesn't connect. Yeah. But then I, I, you and I were never uh, Pokemon people, so who knows? No, but Parker knew all the names of all of the things. I'm like, I don't know the the angry monkeys with the hand on the end of their tail. Why do they have a hand on their end of the tail? Because they do, Mom. Because it's their hands. Okay. So about I drag? felt old, and yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think you're fine there. You're in, you're in good company. You're a safe space here. Um, drag Excellent. race is back for season. 13? 12? What, 13. 13. 13. Wow. That show is kicking up dust. Um, it is back with, uh, you know, quarantine filming. Uh, they changed up the format. Sorry, spoilers for the first episode of Drag Race. They did this thing where they basically brought uh, people out two at a time and had them battle. There were some shenanigans. Um, what did you think of the first two episodes of Drag Race so far? Which, by the way, we both said we were going to stop watching, but apparently we're just weak-willed. I don't believe I said I was going to stop watching it. I just said that that RuPaul is, has issues. I still believe that. Um, yeah. it, Parker said he was going to stop watching, and Parker didn't watch it. So, so right. he's and better than all of us. Yeah, good for Parker. We're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the first episode, I got to admit, by the third lip sync for your life face off, I was okay, let's move this shit along. I, right, right. I, I just, I mean, I understand why they did it. I thought it was neat to get to know each queen a lot really quickly. That was cool, but it was so repetitive and I was not about it. Second episode, I liked a lot better. You know- it's hard to have stakes if you don't really know right. who those people are and you're like forced to right. choose, but you're like, I don't know either of them. <laughs> right. Except uh, the second episode I liked a lot better. I mean, I'll watch this show and I, I got a hand it. I never thought that RuPaul would, would do it. There's a, a trans mask on this season and I got to say that makes me happy. So I'm going to support that and watch it. And there we go. Yeah. No, I really so. awesome and i like so far the way they're handling it it's very kind of low-key but also not kind of pretending like it's not a thing so right um yeah I'm, I'm happy to have it back i i do also appreciate that the cast this year the diversity i mean especially just the sort of people of color are there's just a lot of them and it's terrific it's that show has been you know sort of steadily i think getting better about that over the years um but yeah, it's fun. There's um, no one's super jumping out right now as like a real right. amazing contender, but that's always fun to like sort of see how they evolve. Um, but yeah, and it's fun to see. I, I'm wondering if they're going to do more uh, 
guess or if it's going to really just be the three of them, which is kind of nice. Right. I sort of like not having to deal with the the spiel they always go through with the guests. It was fun to just see the yeah. three of them. Like the three of them are. Just I mean, they've got out. a pretty star-studded lineup of guest hosts, I believe. Oh, do they? So. Okay, so it's yeah. going to happen at some point. And it's yeah. funny to see them. I love including the weird... my nemesis. I believe so. Who's that? Uh-huh. Who do I hate? I, a I lot. Mean, a few people. Who doesn't close her mouth all the time? <laughs> Oh God, I don't know. Uh, uh, Scarlet. Uh, huh? Oh wow! That, okay. that, I believe I saw that, but I could have made that up in my head or dreamt it, or you know. Well, that will be <laughs> but fun to talk about. Okay, that's yeah. so funny. I would never expect her on there. So that's that's weird. Um, I liked. Well, also- yeah, and Anne Hathaway. I like her. That'll be fun. My f- the um. <laughs> I like the weird thing they do now where they sit on the the bleachers, like the fashion show, and watch them. That's kind of cute. Right. Um, What else? Was Rue, did Rue herself not actually show up in drag? I kind of didn't notice, honestly. I feel like maybe she didn't. But, I don't know, we'll have to go back and watch. I'm sure we're forgetting, but, um, Yeah. It's nice to have it back. It's total comfort food. Puck, puck. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, puck totally agrees. There must have somebody like walked by my door, so (laughs) we all have to be saved from whatever's happening out there. But again, she's not dead, so we're happy. Thank you, puck, for for recovering, (laughs) not being dead, illness, and also keeping us safe. Um, Yes. (laughs) So I. As, as indicated at the top of the episode, watched Tenet. I, I, so I, okay, I'm going to set my Nolan stakes here. I really like Inception. I feel like I know it's like, you know, I feel like liking Exception is like the equivalent of like talking to people about how Pavement is such a good band. Like it is sort of, I get the Venn diagram and I am guilty. <laughs> um, but I really liked Inception. I liked Memento a lot. Um, I don't. I'll give like you him. memento. I yeah. will give you memento. The inception thing. It's hard for me to be friends with you, Justin. I so it, like I don't know if the I top like. is spinning on our friendship or not. You know, <laughs> I, I like a puzzle box. Like I, I really get into that, and I feel like even if it's super convoluted, he at least it makes sense to him usually, and you can kind of feel that come through on the movies, um, and. The characters I never really care about. He's never been good with characters. I think the only good character he ever did was, um, you know, the Memento guy. Like he was just yeah, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, even I mean, I think especially in this one, he's got some great charismatic actors. Uh, John David Washington is great in this. Um, I really like Robert Pattinson, but they just have no interest in making them real people whatsoever. Also, uh, Elizabeth Debicki is really good, um, but they're just they're like very it's like Bond without any charm, basically. <laughs> um, and the puzzle part of it is so complicated i watched this movie the first time granted i was a little tipsy i had literally no idea what was happening about halfway through i just was like i somebody was just like right now tell me what's (laughs) happening on the screen that you're watching to describe it i'd be like i don't even think i can describe it i'd just be like there's a guy (laughs) and he's like moving into a box and then there's another guy that's like backing out of a box and i just was like i I don't have a clue what's going on. 
And then I stopped it and was like, I'm going to bed and was pretty frustrated. And then I got up in the morning and read an article because I was like, oh, I just paid for this thing. I might as well finish it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I need to understand what the you know fucking box was that he was getting into. <laughs> And once I got it, then I was like, okay, all right, I'm sort of into the rhythm of this now. And then I finished it. And then I, of course, had more questions at the end. So then I read like five more articles. And then I was like, oh, I have a 48 hour thing. I'm going to watch it again. Uh, So I watched Tenet twice and it's not that great a movie. And I spent five hours of my life uh, trying to. Do you know what happened? I, I do now, but only because I read so many articles and frankly you know here's what goes on the you know the the dvd covers we used to say a movie shouldn't need a manual like it's no it's no it should not it's so he leaves out very just like crucial kind of bits of dialogue that would be so helpful and then also piles on all of this extra stuff with side characters talking about shit that you don't care about so you kind of space out and then you're like no but you didn't tell me like the main thing which is what's actually happening in this plot um but all the time stuff is I will say just technically, once you kind of figure out what's happening and you rewatch it if you're that kind of person the the careful way that he's crafted everything kind of interacting it's just kind of fun I, I said to you it's like an optical illusion kind of looking at something and it breaks your brain a little bit and i i liked that part of it so if you're into those kind of movies this would be up your alley i i wouldn't say read about it first because i think it is kind of fun to see how much of it you can make sense of on your own um it's a great idea it's a really smart cool sci-fi idea with a really stupid execution um and man, accent cop Kenneth Branagh doing a very Russian accent. I'm very bad, mean man is out of control. Oh. <laughs> Terrible! I was laughing my ass. Who off. is it that does that? Um, Branagh. Who's the Russian accent? Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah. can you hear me, Branagh? <laughs> yes, yeah. I can hear you, Branagh. It's like a breath, not Branagh. Okay, uh, Branagh. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Branagh. He doesn't deserve. No, <laughs> he doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced correctly. Exactly. Yeah, he's so irritating. No, I mean, he's yes, he's right? irritating. But the Irish language is pronounced a very specific way, and the Irish language deserves some respect. Brana, this is like out of a, out of like a European vacation scene. Uh, oh, oh, who's that? God, I don't know who you're saying. Who, who are you saying? Who, what are you talking about? Brannock? Who's that? <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie, uh, Robert Pattinson with blonde hair is playing this very like foppish, like yeah. spy guy. It's fun. It's worth it just almost to, to watch that. I was into it. Um, except then I wasn't. And then I was. <laughs> Um, I also because you went back in time and then you were into it? Exactly. I mean, my experience of watching this movie certainly involves a lot of time manipulation. Mostly me just yeah. sleeping during part of it and uh, reading things and rewatching things. So, you know, it's very meta. Uh, I also yes. watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. Uh, you may recall that uh, one of our early podcasts, uh, Parker and Fanny and I went to go see Fences, another August Wilson uh, adaptation. We did not like that movie. It was <laughs> Parker's very, still mad. 
very <laughs> stagey. I'm sure it was a good play when it was originally put on, but wow, did it make a boring movie. Uh, this is much better, and I actually really recommend it. It is um, basically a story about uh, the real Ma Rainey and um, sort of playing at this club and these people that are her her band and dealing with, like, insane racism while also trying to sort of get their own careers started, and they're all sort of interesting, unique characters in this band. Chadwick Boseman... Um, this is the movie where I actually, like, got it, and it made me so fucking sad that he's gone he is so incredible in this movie like every i feel like every role i saw him in i was like oh wait a minute you can do that too like there's just this range in him that i never would have guessed when i first saw black panther i just thought he was like oh okay you're a fun action hero but he's he was so talented it's so sad that he's gone um and this movie has an ending that's like a real kind of gut punch um was involving his character and he just is so good in it uh viola davis is incredible in it um it it's less stagey it just i mean it doesn't it's set in kind of just a couple rooms but it really somehow doesn't have that heavy like you know static feeling that a lot of play adaptations do i recommend it the music's also really good um check it out ma rainey's black bottom more award show fodder. Uh, remember the, the Oscars when that was a thing? Um, First Cow is uh, a movie by Kelly Reichart, right? I think that's how you say your name. Um, it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, it came out. It's so funny. It came out in March, apparently, <laughs> um, which cracked me up. I was like, I feel like I just started hearing about it because I think it just was one of those movies that the apocalypse hit and it just was completely forgotten about. And it sort of has come back around in the conversation. Uh, this is a very slow movie. Uh, it is really mostly beautifully shot except for there's a lot of nighttime scenes uh it's set in the old west and so she went for this very kind of natural lighting um i, I couldn't see a fucking thing that was happening. Oh, <laughs> i was like God. It's, called, it's called first cow i know they're making um some, some baked goods that involve stealing the milk from the cow i'm gonna assume that's what's happening in the dark here is they're milking a cow <laughs> Yep, the dialogue tracks. But I mean, there were stretches of this movie where I was like, I, I literally cannot see a thing that's happening on the screen. Maybe it's my TV. Um, but it's good. It's about this friendship between these two very sort of like not masculine men in the Old West, uh, one of whom is uh, Chinese and the other guy is this sort of neurotic like white guy, baker guy. And they're both sort of trampled upon by everybody um, who are out kind of doing fur trapping in, in Oregon and they form this friendship and this, this business partnership. And it, it's just this really, it ends up being a very sweet movie about male friendship. Um, I, like they don't make movies like this anymore, you know, those sort of seventies, like, you know, uh, Sundance, whatever, but like a non, right. a non sticky kind of Hollywood version. It's a much slower kind of indie film take on that. But um I, it was. I, I'm glad I made it to the end. Dark scenes and all, because it's it's really sweet and the performances are really good. Um, what else? Fra I got a lot this week. Sorry, Fran Lebowitz. Uh, there's a new documentary directed by Martin Scorsese on Netflix uh, called "Pretend It's a City." Have you seen this or heard about it at all? Nope. It's a uh, Fran Lebowitz. For those who don't know, is sort of a you know pioneering New York kind of cultural commentator author uh she 
is almost more now known for just being a funny, cranky personality in New York. I don't know that she's written a ton of stuff. And being on Law and Order. Oh, she on Law and Order? That's funny. I don't think I knew that. She plays a judge on Law and Order every once in a while. Funny. Um, Yep. It's this. So this is like the second thing she's done with Martin Scorsese. I think they're like buddies, which is kind of the heart of this thing. It's just watching her crack Martin Scorsese up is is sort of wonderful. (laughs) Um, And there are seven episodes of this that are, you know, kind of a half hour long each. I'm not sure we needed all seven episodes. I, I'm about halfway through, and the first one is really good, and I just recommend watching that one because it's just about how everybody in New York hates New York and also loves it, and just, you know, it's nothing new that hasn't been said a million times, but her authentic, cranky, hilarious take on it is, and watching her crack up Martin Scorsese about it is it's definitely worth a half hour. It's It's fun. Um, I've been reading, uh, I am reading a book, which I will talk about next week, but, uh, in (laughs) most of the time before that, I've been reading some adventure time comics on my comiXology (laughs) unlimited, uh, which is, Mm -hmm. that's what I thought. (laughs) This, uh, is a comic by Ryan North that came out, I think 2014 or something. It ran for a while. Apparently it's not canon in Adventure Time, which I don't know why they've made a big distinction about that because I feel like it could all be. But I guess it jumps around in time. So, But it's like Adventure Time. Who cares about canon? Um, It is really funny. It nails the tone of the show perfectly. It is sweet. It is weird. It has uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum as the cutest uh, queer vampire um, candy lady romance ever. Um, And it's just, it's a delight. It's like, especially during right now, just if I am stressed out and I can't sleep, it's just kind of flip through one of these. And uh, I just, it sends me to a good place. So thank you, Adventure Time. You always do that. Um, all right. Finally, I want to go out with a song. Um, this is a song that just dropped between two uh, up-and-coming rappers, Sawiti and Doja Cat. Doja Cat has had a little, I'm just going to preface it, she's had a little flack for being not so sensitive around uh, LGBT language. And I'm hoping she'll get her shit together because I do think she's really talented. Um, she's one of those people that's like, oh, all my friends are gay, so I can say what I want. It's like, nope, that's not how that works. Um but this song is a goddamn delight. It is uh, just celebrating how, uh, you know, your best friend is like between two women is like the best thing ever. As I called it to somebody the other day, it's basically hoes before bros. <laughs> um, and it is <laughs> the video is raunchy and hilarious and has a little nod to um Thelma and Louise, so you should go watch the video too. It's just really oh, funny nice. and hilarious. Um, so let's take a listen to Best Friends. <laughs> Now she twerking, she 
She throw it out and come back in. Now my best friend, if you need a freak, I ain't dumb but motherfucker, she my Twitter D. Okay, that was it. Um, anything else you want to add before we close this puppy out? I have nothing interesting to say, but if somebody breaks into your house and destroys it and breaks a teenager's arm, please call the police. Yes, always. That's the Cobra Kai <laughs> in me. I just, just. <laughs> and hopefully next week when we talk, we'll um, A, be all safe and B, have a new president. So that's exciting. Um, that would be nice. That would, yeah. Both of those things would be very nice. <laughs> Tell us how you're feeling and what is, um, you know, giving you some relief during this nutty time. Uh, you can talk to us on the, uh, at Facebook at the next podcast, um, email us on the, what? the Facebook, on the, fa- on the Facebook, on my bursitis on the Facebook. Uh, you can email people, email people us specifically at motion and <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> You can also tweet at us. Twitter's okay again because the big bad man is gone. So you can tweet at us at the next podcast. I'm at Justin Hartung. And I'm at Fanny V. Darling. Give us a line. We're we're just as stupid on Twitter. So just come talk to us. We are. It's true. (laughs) See you next next week. Bye. (laughs) Those endings when I try and riff. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.